At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Time action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action live from the South Point. Glad you could stay with us tonight on a Tuesday night here at the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Got some college football going on. It's still uh, 1026 left in the third quarter at the Liberty Bowl with uh, Texas Tech still up on Mississippi State 13 to 7. I thought it'd be a lot more high scoring than this. Mike Leach against his old team and a whole bunch of basketball. Kelly, update that for us if you would. Please. Yeah, so those live numbers on that Texas Tech Mississippi State game. It is 13 to 7. We got 10:30 left in the third quarter. Uh, Mississippi State about a one and a half point live favorite. So you'll see a pretty pretty tightly lined live game here. Uh, live numbers for this game here 44 and a half the total I'm seeing on that one. Uh, over the NBA, uh, we've got multiple games in action. The Bucks still up big on the Magic. That is 101-84, 11 minutes remaining in that game. Bucks 24.5-point live favorite. That's actually kind of interesting. Because um, at what point do you sit Giannis and fellow Bucks stars, and that's a 17-point game? This is uh, me talking to myself into a bet on oh, the sure. air. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyways, 24 and a half and 227 and a half. The Heat up on the Wizards, 76 to 55. Eight minutes remaining in the third quarter. Live numbers just came down. Heat, 19 and a half to 14 and a half. Sixers up on the Raptors, 68 to 61. The Sixers, eight and a half point live favorite, 212 and a half the live total. Cavaliers lead the Pelicans 54 to 46. One minute remaining in the first half. Cavaliers seven and a half point live favorite. 208 and a half the live total. Knicks up on the Timberwolves 44 to 39. Two minutes remaining in the first half. Knicks eight and a half point live favorite. 196 and a half is the total. Lakers 58. Rockets 56. Two and a half minutes left in the first half. Lakers six and a half point live favorite. 239 and a half is your total in that game. One game going on the ice. Lightning still on top of the Canadiens. They lead 3-2 to two at the end of two. Lightning minus 700. Canadiens plus 475. Seven and a half. Your live total. Are you just making a bet over there? No, checking lines. Oh, okay. All right. it, just seeing. If there was a 13 available on the Texans, I think it would. I would, I think I would take a nip. <laughs> I would love to see a shot of Matt Brown rooting on his plus 13, but also rooting against them winning. 
It's yes. a nice little, <laughs> it's a nice window, yeah, but we need, still. We need to get a sweat cam set up for that. On, on score, take, no, don't score quick, is, that quickly. There is no 13 available no. here in town. No. Matt Brown again with the five and the five and a half on the Texans under season win total. Since we don't, uh, since I won't be here for for power rankings tomorrow. Would you like to explain to people why? Um, producing a little thing for the Las Vegas Bowl tomorrow night. So doing uh, heading over to Allegiant Stadium nice. to uh, to do some some Las Vegas Bowl stuff nice. over there. Um, so the Cardinals lose, the Cowboys destroy, and then we end up with this like no man's land five and five and a half, five, five and a half number yeah. now. This would have been, I feel like this would have been, if the Cowboys just would have just normal one. Yeah. This would have been an awesome opportunity to get in on them. And now this, I think this number is just not where I can, can back them. I, I really wanted to, this was the one where I was sitting there as the lines were coming out on Sunday that I was sitting on the most and hoping to see, you know, in that more field goal range. And, and that was never the case. And so, yeah, that was just a bummer of how those two games kind of played out here. And, and we were wondering, we kept saying, look, Cowboys defense has been there all year long. When was the offense going to show up? When was that going to be, you know, and, and if the offense does show up, this Cowboys team could be one of the teams where we're, you know, thinking that, they, that they're legit. Not only did it show up, it showed up. They covered the total themselves in that game. And, you know, what we did, what we started to see was, you know, the upside of what the Cowboys could possibly be. Yeah. I was in a daze watching that game, so yeah. I can't really comment. But, the, yes, 42 first-half points for the Cowboys, 56-14 to 14 win. The Kelly, did, you made the Cowboys Super Bowl bet, right? Uh, no, I did not, but I'm going you, I'm going to this week. I you, don't even care. You, I, you didn't make it. I already wrote, I wrote that note to myself last night. I will be making that probably tonight. I, I know there's ten to ones out there. I'm still that's good enough for me. Yeah, I, I think this team is still live. You're I've got that twenty five to one. Yeah, I mean I've got that twenty five to one on them, and it just it feels like to me that this team, like you say, I mean, even at ten to one, I think it's like super live because you you kind of saw you you saw the upside there. You saw the potential. You saw well, that. What, this defense continued to do what the defense has done yep. all, all year long, and then now you finally have that. The, the offense shows up, shows you kind of what that could be. And Dak, to give him credit, looked better. Well, it's the thing. What have we been saying for the past month now, right? We're concerned about, yeah. I, I mean, me personally, and Gil, I know you were saying this a lot too, how healthy is this guy? I don't really know. And and he's great when he when when he's healthy, but he sure looked unhealthy there for a while. But what, it, like you said, Matt, what'd you see in that game? The defense is cl- still clicking. The quarterback finally looks like the guy we we're used to we're used to seeing. And Amari Cooper's getting fed the ball again, right? Now you've got Amari Cooper mixed in, mixed in uh, into that offense again with Ceedee Lamb. I. I I think that's a. I think it's a still a good bet. I'm going to make it tonight. Yeah, he went for three thirty, and he was out of the game in the third quarter. They had Cooper Rush in there in the third quarter. If that tells you, you know, kind of how that went. Fifty six points put on the board by that Cowboys team. So I mean, I, I, again, y'all, y'all, y'all see whenever the rankings come out. But I mean, I have them solidly in the in the top five. You know, I mean, solidly in the top five again because you you look at what this team. Not only has proven, I mean, eleven and four on the, over the course of the season, and doing that without being able to to really kind of light up the the scoreboard. We knew that the potential was always there. They have a really good tandem, and then a pretty decent trio. If you depending on what you think of Michael Gallup, and so it's uh 
I think they could be dangerous. Nobody is going to be wanting to play the Cowboys when they when it yeah, comes to playoff. I'm time. with you there. Mike McCarthy's still their coach, though, right? <laughs> he yeah. is. I just I can just see the postseason game where he does something ridiculous in game. Take take a timeout. I wanted to get in live on this game. What, Sp- what, what, what so are we talking basketball to? or football or what? What the, are we that talking? Magic Bucks game? He's talking basketball. Oh. He's talking basketball. What was that live number I read? Twenty four and a half. I don't know. Something silly. I'm not Te- finding that here in Vegas, but Texas Tech just went ninety eight yards in three plays. The first two of which were ninety seven yards. Uh, Nineteen to seven, Red Raiders. Here, uh, not quite halfway through the third period in Liberty Bowl. Speaking of the Cowboys, defensive player of the year, anyone? Micah Parsons is now the co-short shot with T.J. Watt. Both are two to one. Trayvon Diggs, another pick against Washington. He's at plus seven fifty. Aaron Donald eight to one. Miles Garrett falls to ten to one. But there you see a little smattering of stats on the right. T.J. Watt with 17 and a half sacks on the season, four forced fumbles, and then there's Micah, 73 total tackles, 13 sacks, and three forced fumbles. Everybody else following. What do you do here? I mean, and you look. I mean, I, I, again. So the difference is, you know, eight to one and two to one. On Parsons and Donald, look at the stats. Same thing. The yeah. Exact same exact stats. Same stats. And Donald's doing that, getting double and triple teamed every single time that he, every it, it, single time that he lines the up. The stat I had to put on there: seventy-one tackles this year. You're talking about seventy-one tackles, which I'm sorry, but for a defensive tackle, is yeah. an insane amount of tackles. Yeah, especially when you're battling two, three guys. Every but, time. I mean, he had like forty-five the past couple of years. I mean, of 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 all of these, I mean, you we. Anyone that's listening to the show knows where we lie. I mean, we we're we're firmly in the Parsons camp, but it's will the will the people because we we should say that the 17 sacks for T.J. Watt is him missing two games as well. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, but but is this kind of like what we talked about with Coach of the Year? Where do you take a little a, a little a little snort, if you will, Matt, of a, of a Bosa at 20 to one, and if he has a couple real good games. Who knows? I mean, it, it, these these stats are comparable. Then. Question that we usually ask for baseball awards, but rarely for football. Does making the playoffs matter? So if T.J. Watt and Nick Bosa have great seasons, but neither team makes the playoffs, people going to vote for them? Steelers are not making the playoffs. That is not happening. So <laughs> that's a this is sounded like a guarantee. So we shouldn't even say if when the Steelers don't make the playoffs. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, this really becomes the ultimate. And with apologies to Trayvon Diggs, I don't think he's getting it. But this yeah. really becomes the ultimate Micah versus Aaron Donald thing to me, which would mean you're essentially choosing between a LeBron, Patrick Mahomes level defensive player and Aaron Donald, who you could give this to every year if you wanted to. But, oh, well, that's kind of boring. Some might subconsciously tell themselves versus the kid who's getting all the press and deservedly so. I think he's going to end up winning it. I and, do too, and, Micah. And, right? And the, and the problem, yeah, is, I do too. Problem is, it's it's exactly what you just said, Gil. It, it's just that when you get a cool storyline like that, oh. and humans are voting on it, humans, they, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna want to go in that direction. So the, pro- the problem is, you can't bet this at two to one. You can't. You can't bet that at two to one when there's so many guys that I think are theoretically still alive and in play here. Lawrence Taylor, 1981, the only player to ever win both Defensive Player of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year. With the stats being so close. Magic only down 12. 
do we think do we think we could get that situation that we were talking about a few weeks ago where once people actually now sit down and and actually do the comparing and they go man it's basically the same person this guy's already going to win defensive rookie of the year i'm going to vote this way on defensive player of the year See, you, that's where you, you've been kind of saying it like that all year long. I think that some voters they like the. It's cooler to yes. win both. This is where the hu, this is where the human this is where human beings are so flawed, right? Because everything you're saying makes perfect it's sense. Perfect sense. But yeah, but they're humans. They it's a cooler headline yeah. to say he won both awards. And I voted for. And it. I voted for it. Aaron Donald, I'll just give it to him next year. Yeah, they won't say that out loud, but right. I don't know. Two to one, though, on Micah. Eight to one on Aaron Donald. We'll come back on a Tuesday night at the South Point Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prior to making your next wager, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits Splitting data. Bets. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Still the greatest endorsement ever was uh oh it wasn't for betting splits it was no, for we the always prop forget. track yeah, yeah. It, which which kelly then later told us that it yeah it's more it's, it's a war tracker war tracker but no. you know what i was saying i was like i need to find what coach of the year odds were earlier this year and i'm like where do, where can i find these and i said vston.com let me go right there and then i built it on the graphic did you do that with your video I said, boom, that's what it is. That's an endorsement for producers everywhere. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> the endorsement for producers everywhere. Yeah, if you're ever looking for a graphic. If you're looking for old lines that don't really matter <laughs> now, then yes, that is that is where to go. We were, uh, we were not making fun. We were just sort of amused by your Houston Texans pre-flop season win totals bet, which somehow has not cashed yet. I get it. It's only graded after season, but you got it. somehow it's not clinched yet. Let's put it that way. What a, what a, I mean. This four wins and counting. Oh, for the I Texans. texted. I, I texted you. I was like, "Is there a worst air quote good team than this Chargers team?" I oh, mean, sir. it's Horrible. it is like they are flying high to where you like trick yourself into going. Well, they might actually be a team that could do something, yeah. and then only for the next week to come out and let the air right out of the balloon and just remind you, no. We are not that good. There's, that there is no excuse. Yeah. There's no excuse. None. And like you said, no Brandon Cooks. They are one of those teams for the past, like, I don't know, five years now, even like when Rivers was there. It feels like if that offense is completely whole, they're good, right? But if one guy is out for a week or something, the whole thing falls apart somehow. <laughs> like those those skill players seem to ma- like matter more to that team than like any team ever. I can't believe, and we've got my futures, but I can't believe that most of these were, were dead other than the Titans. Like most of these were dead at one point and have all come back from the oh, grave. Yeah. The Browns will not die. The Bills looked like they were going to lose to the to the Patriots. Yeah. That one is, is, is there. The Browns now have at least a chance yeah. to get done. The Titans could... Could do me good this week yep. if they go ahead and get her done. They win and the then Rams. the Rams are in the driver's seat right now. 
Yeah. I mean, they all look – I mean, the Browns is not – listen, you could still get that AFC North one, and that would make it fine. You're not going to get the AFC no. the Super Bowl. No. But you could still get that. It is not outlandish. The Texans have the fewest wins is already dead. So that one's – we could put a big red X next to that one. If we're gonna if we're gonna put these up, we might as well start grading them. So oh, we're well, that's, we're starting to grade. Yeah, yeah, we missed big that. red X next to that one. They're not gonna have the fewest wins, and then, uh, but our pits gets a nice little green check. Marks. Yeah, we got some check marks coming. Yeah, we got some check marks. Coming. Yeah, the Kyle Pitts getting it done. Impossible to know. Do you think you would have gotten the pits had, um, Ridley not opted out, so to speak? I. I think so. I mean, I think if anything, it could have helped him out a little bit. Maybe. Because he had some, there were some struggles along the way for, for this to get, you can put a big red X next to Jerry Judy as well. I ain't, I ain't Where's Joe Burrow in the hey, passing still, yard? It's not dead yet, Matt, okay? Overs are never dead, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, it's true. He could have a, he could have a 400 yard receiving game. <laughs> How about Joe Burrow with the 525? Where is he in the passing yards right now, Burrow? Which was Checking. awesome after, uh, after old, after old Wink Martindale. Went ahead and gave him the just a little bit of prodding. We were we were previewing yeah. th- that that game, Kelly, uh, while, while you were gone, and we were sitting here going, one, we loved it anyway, but two, he came out and and gave Burrow of all people. I get it, he's so year stupid. two, but the guy who's literally having the the number one graded quarterback in all the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, like gives him reason to to run up the right. score. Like, like what are you doing? So dumb. In a, in a game that meant so much to them as well. Burrow is sixth in the NFL in passing yards right now. He is 415 yards behind Tom Brady. So that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. That too much ground to pick up too few. That one's not going to get there. Jerry Judy has uh, 437 receiving yards. Yeah. So he actually needs a 400-yard game to go along with a 120-yard game to get there for that one. So I think we're... I don't think we're going to get that one home. And you had over or under on Kamara rushing you know, uh, touchdowns. Under. You're looking good there. It's looking good. He's got four. Yeah. So he would need a. Unless he has another six touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one looks that one looks pretty good as well. Stafford's not going to win MVP. Baker's not going to win MVP. Brady technically could, but he's not. Herbert and Burrow were just made because they were the numbers were so yeah. big. Um. Mac Jones, Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's going to get home. That's going to get home. And then I have the second and third place guys. Ojalari and Owe. But, but yeah. I have the second and third place guys, but they are not going to win do we have Defensive any, Rookie Do we have year. any sense of what Micah Parsons was for Defensive Rookie of the Year before the season started? That had to be double-digit too, wasn't it? Yeah, because I don't think there was any – I don't think any of them were, were, were short right. Yeah. double-digit. Right. Yeah. I, I would think 10-1. to one. I'll try to find. I added, by the way, a Titans to win the AFC this weekend. Here are mine. Vikings to win the NFC North. That's not going to happen. Still have the Rams to win the NFC. Those were the pre-flop. And Those two. I, listen, they're they're coming along at the right time. Coming along at the right time. Who are you talking about? The Rams. Yeah, they are. Titans to win. I have the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. Colts to win the Super Bowl because I like the price. Justin Herbert's not going to get home for MVP. He's not going to get home for MVP. Remember uh, what number you got so on? Nine AFC. to one. Nine AFC. to one. Okay. Yeah. Nine to one this weekend. Yeah, we're not going to get Herbert home. That was unfortunate. The Burrow one I really loved because I had that one a hundred to one. Did you really? Yeah, because wow. remember because I sat, uh, we we said I was like, if you want to get Burrow, because if they win this game, it's going to plummet, and then they ended up going out and they won that guy. I can't, I can't remember what game it was. Kelly, that, these that they won. Yeah, Kelly's got a whole bunch of good ones here. These are all in play. 
There's your green check. All but this one is, appears yeah. to be in play. Yes, yeah, Saints under home. And then this is, you know, we Drew Dinsick, typically capped to him. We talked about this heavily with him before the season on these alternate win totals. And this Ravens one, completely back from the dead on that one because this is, it's push or win at this point uh, with with the under 10. So that's uh, that one's great. Um, you know, the Browns, it's got a, it's got a chance still. Uh, and then yeah, AFC South, I'm locked in there. Bills, like you said, Matt, so the Bills, I made that bet after week one. Yeah. When, if you remember, they lost to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Everybody else in the division won besides the Jets, and they dropped a minus 105 in a book here in town. I was like, I'm going to hammer that. And then it looks dead when the <laughs> Patriots make this run, and then it's like, okay, now I'm all of a sudden very live again on it. Vikings, I don't think you're going to make the play. That one, you could put, like, one line yeah. of the X, <laughs> and then, like, yeah, it's, like, not quite the heavy. You can just put, like, one line of the X on that one. And then we got, uh, let's see, I got Pitts home on the uh, players. Najee Harris, anytime you want to get two more touchdowns on the ground, that would be nice. Oh, just two that's more. brutal. This is getting real sweaty here at the end. Especially when, what do you have, like, 94 yards this week, but can't score a touchdown? Yeah, six rushing touchdowns? Yeah, oh. six, six on the ground. We loved that pet before the season yeah, started. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And then Belichick, I mean, I Belichick, whatever, 22 to 1, or if I hit that Bill's AFC, as long as, long as one of them gets home. 22 to 1 would be nice, though, on Bill. I asked this this morning because you brought up the Vikings there with your, with your bet. Who is the team currently on the outside of the playoff picture, either AFC or NFC, that if you gave all the teams on the inside truth serum, they would not want to have to face? Is it the Vikings? You must pick one. So we're talking in the NFC, we're talking Vikings, Falcons, Saints, Washington. And in the AFC, what are we talking? We're talking Steelers and Ravens, Chargers. You're talking Ravens, Chargers, Steelers, Browns. Maybe the Chargers or Browns. For the Chargers offense and for the Browns defense that you might not want to to run into into those teams. Probably yeah, the answer I, I guess my answer would probably be the Chargers just because like yeah, we said, probably. the range of outcomes is so incredibly wide that you don't really want to play a team that if they're on their good side. And and the Vikings I'm, I'm I'm like completely over thinking that that special game's going to come. Yeah. That's over. Yeah, I, me too. You are who you are. I'm not pound the desk and guy needs to lose a job guy or whatever, but I mean they they need to start over. Zimmer's got to go. Like this, this team, this team should not even. This should they should be firmly in the playoffs right now, to where we're not even questioning what's what's going on here. Vikings, that that, that yeah. team has yeah. underachieved something fierce. Wasn't there some? Did I miss? There wasn't there something this weekend about Justin Jefferson getting into it with uh, Zimmer? Oh, I saw something about. That. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't read the. I didn't read the story, but par- apparently they butted heads or something, and it was like, well, one of them is most likely not going to be there next year, <laughs> and one of them will for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It it it's it's you. You just look and look at that team and. Kelly, I mean, there. I understand they could they could win out. Things could go, whatever they could. Everybody, it's just it's. We looked at that team. We so many different times throughout the course of the year, and we kept saying like, I mean, I was right, right there with you. I was like, man, it's it it's the Vikings. It's the Vikings. They're gonna whatever, and it's it just can't. Those that those guys just cannot can't do it. And, it's, and a lot of that does fall on Zimmer. And, really and at does. this point, yeah, I don't like. I don't even think Zimmer's the worst in the league. But like at this point, you've seen it year after year, pretty much, right? Like blow this up, and start you, something different. But if they make the playoffs, you agree he keeps his job? Oh yeah, yeah, they're not going to be there. Probably. 
Unreal. Enjoy that, Vikings fan. Yeah. For your consolation prize. Coming back, more random football questions next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card debit MasterCard. Get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms of cost apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA. Member FDIC. Just move money in minutes. You can sign up in seconds. It's very easy. I just went and did it on the break. I got three of them. I got the purple one and the green one. I don't believe you. I think I, you're lying. Yeah, hey, listen, just because you could see what I was doing on the break, that doesn't don't we we keep don't pull that curtain too much there, Gil. Uh Texas Tech destroying Mike Leach in Mississippi. That was State. not the narrative, Gil. Everybody had this game wrong. That was not the narrative. No, it was not. Everybody's like, oh, he had a terrible ending at Texas Tech. He's gonna crush him. Twenty six to seven, pending an extra point for the Red Raiders, two seconds left in the third quarter. So unless Unless uh, the Bulldogs have a massive comeback in them in the fourth, this one is the out of hand. SEC will will yeah. will fall to zero and four in the bowl season. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we'll fall to zero and four in the bowl season with this uh, with this loss. I mean, it's the whole conference got in. So when you have bottom feeders getting into bowl, so, I mean, like it's, it's one of those <laughs> things where conference like all these people yeah. like make this big deal. I was like. It's a bunch of six and six teams. Like they weren't good in the first place. What, like, what, what are you, why are we like getting shocked by this? It's a bunch of bottom feeders well, as it was. Because people think the SEC is infallible. That their bottom feeders are better than yeah. the other bottom feeders. Yeah. Let me ask you another rehashed question that I asked uh, this morning on a numbers game. And I'll probably ask this of Lamarty tomorrow. Uh, just random questions. So who are the teams that you cannot wait to fade two weeks from now? Like, what are the teams right now where you're just licking your chops? I'm like, I cannot wait for Team X to get into the postseason so I can completely anticipating a spread that you know is going to be way off of your numbers. I can't wait to pound well, against them. pretty much in any matchup, I'm going in looking to, so long as the line makes sense, to fade the Patriots. Like, that means like no matter, like, I've already kind of keyed on them to, so long as the line makes sense, I, I really want to fade that team. And listen, we said this during the coach of year thing. Belichick's done an excellent job with a rookie quarterback with no wide receivers. I mean, like, go in and look at this list of wide receivers that this team has. I mean, like, it, it's, it, you know, they they reimagine themselves as this power running team, keep it close to the line of scrimmage, don't ask much from, from Mac Jones, and play good defense. And it's worked. Awesome job. Good credit to him. They'll bring in some wide receivers next year, and this team might look a little bit different. But that is not going to work in the playoffs and that's not going to work against some of these really, really good teams. And so, yeah, I, depending on the number, I'm, I'm really kind of looking to fade them almost in any of the matchups. So long as it, as it makes sense. I, I think the other, the other team for me that I'll be really looking to fade just strictly from a betting standpoint, not, not necessarily because I think they'll lose, but going back to that, if they don't get the number one seed, like going back to the to the Packers again, right? And and that team, that defense, that was really kind of the glue that was holding them together at the beginning of the season, and they're winning games. I'm not saying they're a bad team by any stretch of the imagination, but they are that leaking oil on the defensive side of the ball. That offense isn't just completely marching up and down the field and blowing everybody out or anything like that anymore. 
And so if they don't have that number one seed and they end up playing one of these other teams that are kind of a little bit further down, I think some of these other teams could could certainly hang with them. And we're seeing these spreads, I think, with, with the Packers that are a little bit a little bit too much. That so. game on Saturday was very concerning, man. Yeah. I mean, you get all those turnovers plus four and you barely win that. You have to stave off that last draft. So that that was sort of your that answer might be the answer to my other question, which was so home field we understand doesn't mean as much as it used to. Mm-hmm. However, our sort of motor memory for the playoffs is that home field still matters a great deal. We were sort of reared on that. Which is the team? Obviously, home field best for all of these teams in the postseason than, than not. But which is the team that you think really has the biggest difference between whether they're at home or whether they're not. So not just talking about the playoffs as a full, right. but I'm just talking about any one game. Like the Cowboys offense, does it run better at home than it does on a grass field outdoors? It's got to be Packers, too. That's what I'm saying. So that, was, that, was, that was Matt's answer was maybe it's the Packers. Maybe the Packers are the answer to that question, too. I, I think they are, and I don't even, like, I don't know who, what is it, Chiefs maybe second? I don't even know who I'd go to next. I'm fascinated that you think the Chiefs are going to roll the Bengals. Yeah, I think it's kind of a. I like that number on the Bengals. Yeah, I, I like the Chiefs, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm staying away from that one. Yeah, I mean, well, the four. I thought the four was short for sure. Now that it's getting up, look, if a six, there's a difference between a four and a six, right? I mean, if, if a six came on on the Bengals, I think I'd be a little bit more appropriate. And people said they wanted to take them on that at that point. Then I think that that's that's fine. I mean, it's just it's. This Chiefs team has done everything well over the past month and a half of this season. And I, we have that stat up a little bit earlier. We never even got to oh, it, Oh, yeah, Kelly. we should put that up but there. there it is. this is like the other thing. So the, the last three weeks, Chiefs passing offense, a first down, nearly 50%, 46% of the time on their plays against that too high coverage, which, again, was what the, thing, the thing that was just baffling them at the beginning of the season, and they couldn't get it done. It was the, That's the highest number in the NFL over the last three weeks. And I don't think us like being being blown away that the best quarterback in the NFL and one of the better coaches in the NFL over the last decade figured it out, right? I mean, like, right. I don't think that that's crazy for us to, no, to, to, to just, to just year, accept, yeah. right? I mean, like, it's just, oh, they figured it out. They're really good. Like, Patrick Mahomes is really good. It's, Andy Reid's really good. They got really good players to throw to. Like it, it, that, they figured it out. I don't think should should baffle us here. And so I think that the team that we thought they would have been, right? Yeah. They've kind of morphed into. Now it took them longer to get there, but they morphed into that team. And bravo to you know all the teams that did give them problems earlier in the year. But now how like how do you defend the Chiefs, right? Because you're not going to go back to single high safeties and pressing everything at the line because you've because the Tyreek Hill just burns yeah, you for 80 you, yards down the field. Right, you've seen what Mahomes can do yeah. to that with that already. But then you're seeing that you know stats like that, and it's how do you even play this team? I, I don't know. I, I'll tell you that. And they're running the ball more effectively as well. Right, that, run that, the ball better. And, and Gildy, uh, your point, I mean, in this, like, when you're just talking f- basic futures, which, you know, we don't do a ton of on this show, but, I mean, like, who are you feeling? And we're going to talk power rankings tomorrow. But, like, 
NFC, who are you feeling the most confident in now? It, sorry, yes, it might be small sample size. This Cowboys team, I feel as confident in as any team in the NFC because of just the things that we've seen play out on the field and injuries that have come into play for the Bucs. And do I, I don't know if I believe they're going to make it all the way. The Cardinals are starting to fall apart here. No, I have no idea what's going on with that team. DeAndre Hopkins obviously means a big, big deal to, to that quarterback as well. Like we talk about with Devontae Adams up in Green Bay. I, I don't The fact that you could bet this Cowboys team right now at double digits to win the Super Bowl and they have a chance to still get the number one seed even and, and get that by, and I like that bet. I can't argue with you right at the current moment, but again, I just feel a Mike McCarthy issue coming in the postseason. There, I would not be sure. I think the Cardinals, you know, listen, we were, we were, it's funny, there's a, you know, a couple of asterisks up there by them on this graphic that we've got. We were, well, not Kelly, you loved, you, you, never mind. You, you had them at the, at the one and I made fun of you. But outside of, outside of that, yeah. even with that, you were, I think at least mildly hesitant on sure. this, on this yes. team. Yeah. Like the, I think we all had the same exact trajectory on the Cardinals, which was we didn't want to put them at one. We didn't want to put them at one. Kelly got there a little before we did. Even when we had them at one, we were like, well, I guess they have to be one. And then they lost. They never made it to one for me. But to to your point, Matt, it was more of a, sorry, there's nobody else in the league that I'm looking at right now that I can put ahead of them. But do I I think, like, I don't have, we just went through all our futures. At no point did I ever make a Cardinals to win the Super Bowl bet, right? Yeah. So they might have been number one in my power rankings for a long time, but there's no there's no money in my, you know ticket in my pocket that, that I'm banking on them winning the Super Bowl. Because it's like we you know we we just kind of look at this team and it was one of those deals where even in those even in those wins it was you you just never came out of it like feeling really great about it for whatever reason I don't know what it was there was always something. Can I go the other way on the Chiefs, though? Because I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> Does it bother you that the only playoff team, cur- team that's currently in a playoff picture, that the Chiefs have beaten is the Eagles? Because the uh, is the Eagles and the Cowboys, but the Cowboys didn't have Amari Cooper. And the only other one was the game where Jordan Love was playing. Does it bother you that the Chiefs haven't beaten anybody Besides that, in playoff pictures. So okay, I'm, okay, I'm going to jump in real quick, Matt, and then and then let you answer. This is this is almost where, and I'm going to kind of not answer your question. This is why I love that Cowboys bet even more because you can look at the NFC and the AFC and ask yourselves how many teams do you fully trust. I don't I don't trust this team as much as I trusted them last year or you know even a year before. Perhaps Gil, they're still the team I trust the most in the AFC, and I, I think by far, but. I, I'm not running the window to make Super Bowl bets on them either. Yeah. Who on the, on the Chiefs? On the Chiefs. Yeah. I mean, the only other the only other opportunities they would have had would have been the Bills and the Titans. Um, it's also a little bit of fudging on my part, right? Because they've beaten the Chargers and the Ravens who are yeah. just on the outside. Yeah, right. Right. But I'm just saying, it's not like they've it's not like they have the Titans resume. Just want to point that out. All right. That's what makes this fun. Two more weeks, regular season. We'll come. We'll wrap things up next. Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. 
I believe they've started the uh, Minnesota college football game as well. Minnesota against West Virginia tonight. Um, so we'll uh, track that one as well here in our final few minutes. Kelly, let's update all the scores for one final time. All right, let's go through uh, the NBA here first. Sixers up on the Raptors, 99-94. to That game, five minutes remaining. If you wanted to hop in live, a little late, you can lay five and a half with the Sixers, 217 and a half. Your live total. Heat up on the Wizards, 115 to 109. 50 seconds left in this game. The Heat were just up 20 about 10 minutes ago, it feels. So this is a uh, this is danger collapse territory. Uh, that is 45 seconds remaining. They are up six. Knicks on top of the Timberwolves, 68 to 59. One minute left in the third. If you wanted to hop in live, Knicks a nine and a half point live favorite, uh, 182 and a half. Your live total. The Cavaliers up on the Pelicans, 80 to 68. When 145 left in the third quarter of that game, Cavs 11 and a half point live favorite, 205 and a half the live total. Um, and then you've got the Lakers with a one point lead over the Rockets, 86 85, two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, Lakers four and a half point live favorite, 240 and a half the live total in that game. If you wanted to get in live on the college football game, uh, you I'm seeing 20 and a half uh, to 21 and a half. And I, and I completely lied about the other game. Still not for another half hour. <laughs> just, wanted, <laughs> yeah, just wanted to get people in there. This is, oh man, I, I'll, I'll get to it after this. But man, watching sports on the East Coast, I don't know how people do this. I mean, this is, that's a 10 15 Eastern start. Dude. To watch, to watch West Virginia in Minnesota. Don't you, don't you remember how that was? I do remember, yeah. but I'm like, Gil, this past week I've been like falling asleep on the couch oh. trying to watch these things. It was horrible. Um, okay, we got uh, no NHL currently in progress. How about that? Well, there you go. I don't know if we talked enough about the Colts-Cardinals, did we? I guess we kind of did. Saturday kinda, night's but... game. But, you know, Colts with 80% of their starting offensive line out in-game. 60% start, 80% when that game was going on because Eric Fisher had to leave. And Jonathan Taylor still went over 100 yards. Carson Wentz, I thought about you many times in that game, Matt, where I'm like, ooh. He ultimately made a player too, but for a lot of the, for a lot of that game, I'm like, oh, this team, you're gonna have to rely on Carson Wentz in the postseason. But the it was Cardinals, like for every good throw he made, yeah. he made he would then was a ridiculous make decision. a bad one, yeah, or like yeah. fourth down, he would just throw it inaccurately. Yeah. But the Cardinals lose to a team without 80 percent of their offensive line. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you worry about the Packers a little bit after that win against the Browns for sure, being plus four in turnovers and sweating it out, and the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins still, admittedly. You just cannot lose a game like that. Can't. Yeah, and what makes it even worse is he did go over 100 yards, but like Jonathan Taylor didn't really have a good game. No, he I mean, had the like, one big run. Like had 43 yeah. yard run, and yeah. then after that, I mean, he was bottled. He was bottled up. He had averaged, I think, it was under four yards a carry for the game. So he didn't even have a good game, and they still lost. Yeah. So if that tells you anything, and it was because again, this Cardinals offense for is just completely inept. Like can't. Move the ball with DeAndre Hopkins out, not not, not out there for for whatever reason. This and again, like we've we've said this before, it's not like they're completely without talent. Now their rookie Rondell Moore that they drive wasn't he he didn't play, so he wasn't out there. But he, they still had Christian Kirk, they still had AJ Green, they still had Zach Ertz. Again, it's not like they're they're 
completely talentless. Why'd they stop going to Ertz? That was working so yeah. well earlier. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. What he did, he still finished with nine or ten catches. He barely or hit his over on his player prop. Like, really? He, he like had thirty six yards of thirty, whatever it was. It was like when you guys have something, you're like, this would be the worst beat in the world if this didn't get home, and it barely Almost got was. there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of those that like I think that's. Like, you asked, why do you stop going to him? But I think that's part of the problem. I think without Hopkins out there, I think he's I think he's found Ertz to be that that comfortable kind of check down guy. By the way, I buried the headline. Besides 80% of their offensive line, Darius Leonard wasn't playing either. Like, I mean, they, mm. the Colts were like a half their team. And and let's 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 also again, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from the play because it was spectacular when once he got going, but one of the I mean one of the scores for the Cardinals was a busted play, 57-yard right. right. Kyler Murray scramble that went for a touchdown. Like, it wasn't even a designed play or anything. Their other you know, biggest play was that trick punt return. Yeah, like, so it wasn't – again, I'm not taking away – because that's one of the elements that Kyler Murray brings to an offense. Yeah. But, but how as long as run of his career – I mean, as long as run of his career, you don't, you're not going to get 57-yard touchdown runs by your quarterback very often on busted plays. And so that was a bulk of the offense – as well, and so it just there. There's a lot to, well, to dislike. I think about this car, right. and think about what this offense was when it was at its peak. You know what? Six weeks ago, it's that they could do anything, right? You mm-hmm. had a mobile quarterback w- who could stretch the field with downfield threats like Hopkins, Hopkins, mm-hmm. and Kirk, and you've got a ba- you know a couple of running backs that can do different things. And I, I don't know. Somehow you watch this team now, and DeAndre Hopkins not being out there. It seems like, like Matt always made fun of the Ertz thing. It's so right. I, I think he gets too comfortable with the, I'm going to pass it eight yards to Ertz, and he's going to fall down. And it's like, okay, you're this high-flying offense that can hurt you in so many different ways just isn't there anymore. And, yeah, yeah. you're going to get the random breakaway run yeah. from Kyler. You're going to get the random, you know, real downfield downfield play to Kirk or something like that. But are you going to be able to do it consistently and I don't think they are, and that's what they were able to do with DeAndre Hopkins and, in this offense. And I, there was somebody, you know, someone, an apologist for the Cardinals who was trying to say, "Well, James Conner didn't play," and I was saying, it's like, "Yeah, I mean, he didn't." And I understand he's been he's been great. He's been sure. way better he's than I awesome. thought. But they had Chase Evans back, who was going to be their starter anyway. <laughs> I mean, he was their starting running back entering the season. It wasn't like, yes, I understand James Conner has done done great things or whatever. But I mean, they had Chase Evans back in this game, so I, I it's. Maybe it's this Cliff Kingsbury thing, right? I mean, like, it's maybe we've gotten to the point where they ran on the right side of variance or he had a half a season's worth of good plays, and then you get to the back half of the season. It's the same thing some people have said about Sean McVay over over time was that he had drawn up about a half a season worth of good plays, and then you get to the back half, and he's kind of run out of ideas and all that. And like, maybe, the, maybe that's the same situation here with this Arizona team, but... Even with DeAndre Hopkins out, with the guys that you still have, with Edmonds, with Ertz, with Kirk, with Green, with it shouldn't look like just a completely inept offense, and that's what it no. looks like. No. By the way, the uh, Bills-Patriots, another game, another huge game we didn't talk much about tonight. Obviously, uh, I assume you guys talked about it at length yesterday, but Josh Allen got his number called in a way that he didn't in that first matchup. That went pretty much how you expected. Yeah, I mean that was just the the, the weather can we threw, we said when we were previewing like, mm-hmm. throw that out the game throw it out it was nothing to nothing at all to take from that game whatsoever and then so now this one comes in they're able to to run their offense like they want to run their offense and we should also say this as well 
Josh Allen had his best game of the season by far, throwing yeah. the ball as well. Yeah. And he was incredibly accurate. He was he made better decisions. There was just a, a lot to like about what you saw about Josh Allen this past week. The mobility, the 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 decision making, the arm strength, and then maybe them even finding a new weapon in Isaiah McKenzie, who by the way only had only was in the lineup because Cole Beasley and Gabe Davis are out. And then McKenzie comes in, has eleven catches on twelve targets. He had a huge day, yeah. Eleven Art, catches on twelve targets. I've asked a lot of football questions. Who's the team you want to pound betting against? Who's got the most volatility results? Who's the team on the outside looking in you don't want to play? Who's and this is obviously triggered by this Bills. Are they the team? If I ask you the question, who's the team we're forgetting about largely that could make a nice postseason run? It feels to me like the Bills are that team. Like we've kind of lost sight of them because, like we said, they're bullies. They haven't really beaten many good teams. This is the best win of their year, right against New England. Um, it just sort of feels to me that they've gotten lost in the shuffle of our. At least maybe I'm just speaking for myself, where I'm like, oh yeah, the Bills. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got to a championship game. I mean, they're still the – I mean, if I look at the AFC, it's still Chiefs-Bills to me. Is, is the I mean, Adam consistently teams. in the, but, but I hear in the power I mean, ranking. I, I, they never right? fell out for me or anything, you know, like that. I, I, I had them consistently in there because I just I, – I did think they're still good despite yep. what some of the stuff that we saw on the field. I mean, that – I would say – over what we've seen over the last month of the season, it's less of a head scratcher for me now that nine nothing loss to the Jags after what we've seen from all these other teams, where it's kind of like, where, where that would have easily have been like, wow, that is the biggest, craziest head scratcher of the whole year, and then now we've seen you know just a, a multitude of those where it's not even anything where I can I can even point to that anymore. I mean that's it's. Nine to, nine to six, by the way. Not that I remember every stinking detail of that game. <laughs> just, just want, quickly, uh, as we're closing out the show here, for for NBA games tonight, if you are looking to play that Nuggets-Warriors game that Drew is on, uh, Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris are both out for the Nuggets tonight. I, I, I think I no longer endorse the bet. How about that? Oh, how about that? I, that okay. It was kind of borderline for me before. That game's about eight, eight and a half now. Um, I'd probably stay away with it. Still, still, still lean the Nuggets way, but I'm staying away. And Steph Curry's first three-pointer made tonight will be his 3,000th. I believe they just showed him making one from the tunnel on the second tier of the bleachers. That one does not count. Yeah, it doesn't count. No. Worth zero points. But impressive nonetheless. Told you Kelly was going to be rusty. Nightcap next. Tim Murray. Sean King and Joy. Circa. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.